Hi everyone, it's Dr. Kamari Valentine. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. My microphone has decided to play up and so I am recording this on my phone and I hope the quality will be okay. Let me know uh, whether this is in fact better quality than my usual microphone or how this this sounds to you. I I have these um, worries about quality of sound and I'd love to hear how it sounds to you. Today I thought I would do something different and talk about what clinical psychologists do because I, I often say that I'm a clinical psychologist and I'm not sure if that is something that people know about. Um, when people ask my husband what I do, he generally tells them that I make people cry. <laughs> so I thought I'd set the record straight and talk about what I actually do. What do clinical psychologists do on a day-to-day basis? Well, why don't we take a step back and look at the training model for clinical psychologists? So in order to become a clinical psychologist, we have to both do a research qualification, that is either a master's or a PhD, and we have to do a clinical psychology postgraduate um, diploma. Um, So in New Zealand, that is a three-year postgraduate qualification as a, um, in the practice of psychology with experience and papers in assessment, um, diagnosis, and therapeutic work. So a very specialized uh, focus on on assessment uh, or, uh, sorry, and or aspects uh, about um, mental health, as well as a number of years, uh, for example, uh, four on a um, higher research degree and some of that time might overlap. (laughs) When I was uh, studying, I think I was in my seventh year of study when I was doing some tutoring and a young student, a first year student, asked me rather cautiously if I was a fourth year student And when I replied that I was in my seventh year of study and still had one more year to go, um, this poor student looked at me with his jaw dropping and said, can you stay at university for that long? The shock on his face is something I still remember. So yes, we can stay at university for that long in order to become qualified. So when we say we're scientist practitioners, That might be an unusual term. What we mean by that is that we use scientific information, we use psychological principles, we use um, data such as experimental data to both influence what we do as well as how we do it. So I really love the model of looking at each person as, as a sample of n equals one, that is, they are a sample of one person. And as scientists, we make hypotheses about why this person 
is presenting in this way at this time. We call that a formulation. And to guide our formulation, we are using research. You might have seen my YouTube video talking about the stress appraisal coping model. That is an example of such a model that we can use and weave in individual data alongside information that comes from research. So it is both about the information we use as well as how we see the world. Now another aspect of that is, is measurement, right? So we, we want to um, look at how people change, quantifying things, um, checking progress. We want to try and see things. I'm going to use the word objectively, and I'm not sure if it's the best word, but you might be familiar with um, psychologists giving measurements or tests in order to understand, measure, conceptualize, and look at uh, the progression, for example, in treatment. We use these also to understand what might be happening for people. We say we are scientist practitioners and the practitioner part is that we are also um, therapists who are guided by our clients and our clients' needs. So clinical psychology is both an art and a science. It is very hard to know exactly what will work for one person compared to another because everyone is absolutely unique. We can be guided by the literature. We can do appropriate uh, measurements and monitor progress. And there is also an aspect of magic in, in our interactions. Okay, so we use our knowledge of psychology to help people with emotional difficulties, making behavioral changes, and more. On a day-to-day -day basis, we can work with people as individuals or in groups or as couples. We can do psychological assessments. This is the bulk of my work at the moment and make diagnoses. We can also do neuropsychological testing. For example, when somebody has had a traumatic brain injury or when we're trying to work out IQ, and we can provide professional support to families and caregivers. We can also teach classes or conduct research. For example, for a number of years, I was an academic with an interest in mindfulness, and my own PhD was about rumination or overthinking, and how the combination of uh, rumination and self-silencing can predict depressive symptoms for women. It was also my privilege to teach for a number of years and it gave me great joy to teach a number of students, including clinical psychology students and psychology students more generally, about a range of topics including assessment and diagnosis. So assessment and diagnosis is something I feel very passionate about. I also taught about cognitive behavior therapy, which might be a familiar phrase. It is one of our gold standard treatments. 
And there is a lot that I think is misunderstood about cognitive behavior therapy. Primarily these days I use EMDR and let me know if you'd like to hear me talk about cognitive behavior therapy or EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy at some stage. So whatever our specific duties are, we strive to use our skills to improve the lives of those who are dealing with a range of issues, including everyday issues. Now let me talk about the difference between a clinical psychologist and a psychiatrist and a counsellor. So clinical psychologists and psychiatrists are typically working with clients to assess, diagnose and treat um, mental health and historically at least we have focused on the, on the more severe end of the spectrum uh, with specific training in, in the treatment of severe and enduring mental health but that is, that is a broad generalization because we can work with people experiencing all manner of um, concerns. So clinical psychologists focus on psychological principles and research and we look at how clients might change behavior and improve mental well-being. In contrast, psychiatrists are highly specialized medical doctors who have gone to university for more than, for more than eight years um, who can prescribe medication to treat mental illness. Now, the, the area of overlap is that there are many psychiatrists who are extremely skilled in delivering therapy as well and who have a really uh, wonderful psychological awareness that they bring in their interactions. Now, defining counselling is tricky because counsellors are mental health professionals who work with clients to identify goals and coping strategies, but the training can be more variable than with clinical psychology or um, psychiatry. There is tremendous variation, and it's been my absolute privilege to work with some amazing counselors who are deeply skilled. So each type of mental health professional plays a very unique role in helping people achieve optimal mental health. What I would say is that two things are important. One, the rapport you have with somebody, finding that goodness of fit, and two, what you want out of this interaction. For example, are you looking for an assessment of ADHD? Are you looking for medication for ADHD? Are you trying to understand how your family of origin dynamics affect your interactions with others. So when we look at what brings about change, like if you imagine that as a, as a pie chart, right, and we look at what factors direct improvement or good outcomes, 30%, a third of that pie, almost a third, um, comes from the, the therapeutic relationship, that sense of being on the same page, uh, the, 
the sense that your therapist understands you and is warm. Okay, so 30% so of that pie comes from that. And that is actually a bigger piece of the pie than the specific techniques um, that a therapist might use. Now let me think, uh, let me talk about the benefits to seeing a clinical psychologist. Therapy can provide people with non-judgmental space to discuss their thoughts, feelings and patterns and be a useful tool for managing stress, anxiety and the range of emotions people experience. In therapy, people can learn about these patterns and behaviors that might be contributing to distress, as well as the links between past experiences and current experiences. People can also learn new skills for managing difficult situations and emotions and provide a sense of support. Now, I am biased and I believe everyone can benefit from therapy. Now, I've been talking quite generally about therapy. What I would say the specific uh, skills that clinical psychologists bring are those, those skills in formulation, using the psychological literature, um, assessment, and diagnosis. Okay, and remember though, each person is different. The approach I use will be different from an approach that somebody else uses. Now, how do you find a good clinical psychologist in your area? You could ask your GP for a referral, or I often direct people to the New Zealand College of Clinical Psychologists website. The New Zealand College of Clinical Psychologists is my professional membership body. The college has a directory of registered clinical psychologists. Once you've found a few potential psychologists, it's really important to do your own research to make sure they're the right fit for you. So look at their websites, um, make contact, and now, now if I'm not sure I need to see a psychologist, what kind of questions should I ask myself? Many people, or I would say most people, struggle at some point in their lives and it can be difficult to know when to seek professional help. If you're wondering whether or not you need to see a psychologist, there are a few questions you might ask. You might consider how your mental health is impacting your day-to-day -day functioning. Are you having trouble concentrating at work or school? Are you withdrawing from friends and activities that you used to enjoy? Are you noticing changes in your appetite or sleep? If you're noticing these changes and or in distress and or it's impacting areas of your life, maybe it's time to seek help. You might also wonder if your mental health is impacting your relationships. Is it hard to maintain healthy boundaries? Are you feeling isolated or disconnected? If those are an issue and you're noticing perhaps patterns, it's really worth considering professional help. Many people 
initially talk to their GP as a, as a useful starting place. Lastly, I would say trust your gut. If something feels off, it's probably worth exploring that with a professional. My next question is, can therapy help me deal with difficult life situations or mental health issues that I'm struggling with? And I'd say many people think of therapy as a way to deal with mental health issues, but it can be helpful for dealing with life situations like struggling with life changes, like divorce, or dealing with everyday stresses like work or family conflict. In addition to coping mechanisms, exploring thoughts, feelings and patterns, we can look at making changes in life as well as support and guidance. If you're dealing with mental health issues such as anxiety or depression, we can look at diagnosis if that is something important to you and also look at improvement and treatment of those really difficult um, feelings. So I believe that everyone can benefit from therapy and I also believe that it takes tremendous courage to, to make that acknowledgement and take that step forward. I hope this has been useful and interesting. If you have any questions or there are some topics you would like to hear more about, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you soon.